Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 105.3 FM HD2. This is Tom Fitzmorris with the second chorus of the Food Show and what we do around here is we talk about the food scene in New Orleans, and you know as well as I do that uh, this is a big world, and the more so that you explore it, the happier you will find it. Makes you, as you, uh, oh. huh? Makes you full. Makes you full. That's right. that is, that is true. Uh, you asked me a question while I was out of the room. And uh, it had to do with the La Cuisine, which was a restaurant in... The Warwick Hotel. And the guy was at the Warwick Hotel? No? The person who who asked the question said that he used to go to the Warwick Hotel and eat in the dining room there and wondered who the chef was and was suspecting that the chef at the Warwick Hotel hotel back in the day was uh, Gafredo. Gofredo? Wait, no, not Gofredo. No. Wait, La Cuisine? Are we talking about La Cuisine or La Riviera? La Cuisine. La Cuisine was... I I, I can't remember it either. It was two guys, and they kept Uh, swapping back and forth between each other in the the restaurants that they operated. This I can tell you. If somebody was meeting somebody else at the Warwick Hotel, there was a deal going down. And because that was what the whole place was about, and then, but the place out in New, uh, in um, Lakeside, no, that had uh, the La Cuisine, La Cuisine, and there was another restaurant in the well, Tony Angelo's, if you want to count that, but he uh, that that was a terrific restaurant. What, La Cuisine or Tony Angelo's? Both of them, but uh, Tony, the, the one I really enjoyed was uh, was La Cuisine. Uh, La Cuisine. Uh, they had lobsters. They had the best. Uh, uh, oysters done with garlic and olive oil and all that that you see around a lot of Italian restaurants. Boy, they had that down perfectly. You know, you don't perfectly. see that much anymore. You don't see the Italian oysters as much as you see char-grilled oysters. I saw it last night and ate it, by goodness, at uh, the... Pelican Club? The Pelican Club. That wasn't Italian oysters. That was well, grilled you, oysters. You uh, could not. I'm talking call about the kind of Italian oysters that you oysters, see, gal, uh, where you see them all stuffed into a little ramekin, little casserole, and they're covered garlic, with breadcrumbs and garlic olive and olive oil. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't see that anymore. Go to the Pelican Club. Tom, that was char-grilled oysters. That wasn't no, Italian that's clo- oysters. No, plenty close enough. They they had it. They had it going. It wasn't, folks. So don't go looking for that. Char-grilled, like that. char-grilled oysters is what you, you ate last night. You know who else? At the Pelican who, Club. Who? Oh, well, Mosca's. 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 That's where. Well, that's yeah, where you would yeah. get it. Or I think does Vincent's have something like that? Vin- that was the next one I was going to tell you. Uh, yeah. Vincent's has but always been strong. But you don't. You don't see it as ubiquitously as you used to. I used to see that a lot more, mm-hmm. and I, yeah. I find that that you don't see that kind of 
big bunch of oysters stuffed into a casserole and baked in the oven. Mm. I, you, you see, I think, I think maybe that's more of an old-fashioned dish, and the new-fashioned dish is char-grilled. It is. It is uh, very definitely. Uh, a, a is that an oyster pan roast? What is an oyster uh, pan? Similar, I would imagine Pascal's Manali has it. They do, but what they do is a totally different thing. You know, what, what is what is an oyster pan roast? Uh, uh, an oyster pan roast, as I understood it and the place where I was introduced to it was over at the uh, at the Bonton uh, is that the waiter would would load well, no the chef rather would put butter garlic herbs stick it in the oven and sizzling it and smelled really good. Well, that's basically what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, that's but, why but I said it. But it doesn't make any sense to call it an oyster pan roast. Yeah, because it didn't wasn't a pan roast. There was yeah. no pan. There was no roast. <laughs> well, but, I guess roasted in the oven would but, make it. Uh, but I mean, Manali's, Pascal's Manali, which is a restaurant I really like. Yeah. Uh, they had a dish called, exactly as you say, uh, the... Oyster uh, pan roast? Oyster pan roast. And what they had was looked like a light roux with a lot of uh, ke- not ketchup. Um, uh, uh, Worcestershire? No, no, it's coming to me in a second here. Uh, uh, parsley and, and I don't know. Garlic that, butter. And all of this was kind of put down in kind of a, a light, light uh, bechamel, really, not a roux. Roux. And then you would bake this thing in the oven, and it was. But the way you get it now, it's just, it just sits there. Uh, to me, it's a, it's a, it's a good dish. You know, I think that taste. is. I think because, I think because the dish of the hour, meaning last 10, 15 years, uh-huh. the trendy dish is char-grilled oysters, and that's what you're used to seeing yep. now. Yep. That has replaced. The oyster pan roast and all of these uh-huh. oysters that are put into a casserole dish. That's old-fashioned, and now char-grilled are new-fashioned. Uh-huh. I wonder, I think, I, I'm trying to remember, does Pascal's Manali also have char-grilled oysters? Uh, I don't think so. They make oysters Rockefeller and oysters Bienville. See again. These are these are, are the great. older kinds of. Old school. I mean, but these were I, all these were all roasted in the oven, mm-hmm. but now people are just saying, "Well, give me my char grilleds with the garlic butter, and I'm They're good." They're different. Yeah. Yeah. But and then and in any case, Manali's they had a totally stiff claim to what constituted an oyster loaf or roast or, or whatever they want to do it because. They've been around since 1913. That's yeah. about as long as anybody else. Yeah, you can pretty much claim, you know, stake your claim with that. Yeah, I would say claim for your sure. stake too. Don't forget about that. Well, you That's do that. So at, you, apparently, you do that at Doe's Eat Place. You claim your stake <laughs> by going into one of those four yeah, rooms, opening up the refrigerator, and no, claim yeah. your stake. I, that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. If you want to have some fun. And if you have the time to do it, and uh, you you really want to waste a lot of time, uh, it, uh, go uh, to a diary, not a diary, a a uh, a library of dishes that have been in the newspapers, the local newspapers. We will name no names. The one that ain't there no more. Anyway, and look up. Uh, in there, see if you can find 
I'm, I'm I wonder if you getting... could even do this anymore. Hmm. I mean, it would all be computerized now. Yeah. I mean, but, there's no but, such thing no, as but, microfiche anymore, no, is there? No, but here is, here is what I was getting to, but not very well. Uh, if there is an, an article in a newspaper, especially if it's a, a restaurant review, but something like that, uh, you can bet that the headline says, Umpty Dump, whoever it is, stakes his claim, S-T-E-A-K. <laughs> they all use the same headline for 20, 30 years. I don't know if I ever used it. So if you ever see that, say to yourself, this guy might be a good reviewer, but he's not very creative. And I'm, I don't have anything specific I'm talking about or who. Okay. But take a look at it. And every time, you know, there it is. Stake, stake your claim. claim. <laughs> <laughs> okay, stake your claim on corniness. Yeah, there you are. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. Uh, number. We are staking our claim on nothingness. Yeah, I mean, I mean we're real? just like talking about nothing here. I don't know. This isn't. I'm so I'm so crushed. I'm crushed. Crushed by that. No one needs my help to repurpose their leftovers. Which is a service I offer to provide, but no listener is taking us up on that, or me up on that, because they know better than to ask you about that. Ask me about what? About how to repurpose leftovers. Oh. All right, so now I'm going straight to your – when you start hearing the almanac, folks, that Uh means – We're going to leftovers. (laughs) That means that we are – we are looking desperate. No, that's not true. You know, we haven't. No, I'm never We've desperate. hardly had any no. callers today. Where have we haven't had any callers? That's, we, that's my point. We were very busy yesterday. We were very busy the day before. Clearly, we have not motivated anyone to call. We have not call. motivated them. So, so maybe this they, is a boring show. No, let's not. You know. No, it's it's the audience that's fickle, actually. Yeah. It has to be that. Jiminy Cricket is, oh, thank you. You're welcome. Now, we do have National Days today before you get to the Oh, let's hear it, Doug. What is it? First of all, it's National Father-in-Law's Day. Ah. Okay. It is also. I'm glad I never had one of those. Oh, yeah. Well, it is National Whistleblower's Day. Hmm. And finally. Yeah. It is National Cheesecake Day. Mmm. Cheesecake. Now you're talking. How do you want your cheesecake? There are many ways you can get your cheesecake. You can have it very light, puffy. You can get it very heavy, very sweet. You can put things stuffed in between layers of it. What's your taste in uh, in this? I prefer leftovers. I like Cheesecake leftovers. Factory Doug Cheesecake. Leftovers? Cheesecake leftovers. Yeah, yeah. Shut up, Doug. <laughs> cheesecake leftovers. Now this. Now that's intriguing. I like that. Mm-hmm. Now, how would you repackage that? Is what I want to know. Put it in the blender, heat yeah. it up. Put it in the blender and then refreeze it, or put it back in the refrigerator. Mm. All kinds of different flavors together. <laughs> Uh, my favorite cheesecake is, I'm sorry, Tom, I, I beg your forgiveness on this because it's not yours. Oh, well. I love your cheesecake. You, not, you have a great cheesecake. I'm not all that crazy about cheesecake. Yeah. Well, I, my I, own self. I like it well enough, and I, I, as a matter of fact, I like it actually a lot, but the uh, Godiva Cheesecake at Cheesecake Factory is the best. Now, there's, wait, today is National Cheesecake Day? 
Doug, is that right? Because I'll bet you that the Cheesecake Factory is giving away a slice of cheesecake if you go over there. Rats, if I had known that, I would have stopped in there. Let me see if they have that on their website, that the Cheesecake Factory is going to give away a slice of cheesecake, because they used to do that on National Cheesecake Day. And if I had known that, I would have stopped there on my way home, because I, I love their cheesecake. Well, if you're listening to us and you like cheesecake, I'm going to look this up for you right now, people. Actually, they say right now that you can have the pineapple upside down cheesecake or whatever at half price. Oh. Wait, it said that at Cheesecake Factory? It does. Well, wait a second. I don't want their I don't want their pineapple cheesecake. I want their I want their good diet. Doesn't matter whichever one it is that you like. You can have that. For half oh, you price can. today. Any okay, slice, so you half do price. Get the f- dine in today only. If you only, oh, you got to dine oh. in, okay? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Huh. So there you go. Oh, now it used to be where you got a free one, so half price they've changed it. I guess too many people were going to, uh, were going to get it. Hmm. Well, that is too bad. I'm going to have to tell Mary Lee about that because she, she would go and get some. Hmm. Then she can bring home the leftovers. Mary Lee for likes me. likes. Uh, we love Cheesecake Factory. Cheesecake. Do you love the Cheesecake oh, Factory, oh, folks? You're, because you're, you're I about, think you're it's talking delish. about that that restaurant. Yeah. The chain restaurant. The Cheesecake Factory. The chain restaurant. Yeah. Tom says it like it's chain, like they're chain, serving, chain. like they're serving you know stuff you don't want to eat. Cheesecake Factory. Yes. If you go over there today, thank you, Doug, for that half price, but you have to eat in. You know what I like at Cheesecake Factory? I like their little sliders. Do you? They have on the appetizer menu, they have sliders. And the sliders are huge. I'll tell you that right now. Yep. They're not, they're they're like like four hamburger size sliders, which is a huge portion. You could split it with a bunch of people. I remember when they first opened that place, that one you were of them. You probably was, horrified, I'm sure. The, oh, I, was, I couldn't believe it. The, uh, anyway, they were talking about it a lot and making a big fuss over it. Because well, it's a big deal. It was a big deal, uh, and the fact that it was in our number one uh, well, shopping you know why? mall. Because Lakeside is one of the most profitable malls in the United is States. Is that true? Yep. Hmm. Well, it's it It's right it. up there in the top. And that's why you're seeing the kinds of places come in here that you are seeing, because it's a good place to be. Well, I went there expecting, because, you know, there are are some of these chain restaurants that actually are easily uh, uh, clever enough to keep it all rolling and make it interesting and and being so. And and my daughter, she loved it, of course. And uh, did you like it? Of course. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, but for me, it, I'd go and I'd say, okay, when does this actually start? Uh, but the only thing that ever impressed me a lot was they tended to have pretty good soups. But, but beyond that, it was just really ordinary to me. And this is why we always leave you home, Tom. <laughs> you you always wonder this. This is why we always leave you what home. Did, so what you're telling me is. We'll like you as a friend again if you'll put up with uh, our thoughts. No, what what I'm saying is Why we would that? let you come and eat like that at places like that if you weren't always yammering about it. 
I used to go over there and just keep my mouth shut. Just <laughs> was trying to... And Don't believe that for a second, folks. 260-6368 is the number. That's 260-MENU. Mm. Today is National Cheesecake Day, so half-price cheesecake mm. at the Cheesecake Factory. Right. I also like their guacamole. You may try it. They have they have good guacamole. You can get it spicy, and it's good. As a matter of fact, I think the Cheesecake Factory has good just about everything. It's incredibly... It's incredibly American across the board, and I won't say bland because I do think it's good, but it's a good version of just a ridiculous amount of American dishes. And why it's is, an enormous menu. Why do we call it a New York cheesecake? What is there about New York? What in a cheesecake is about Well, doesn't New everything York? want to be New York? I mean, yeah, not I me, but so. doesn't everything want to be I New York? I remember going to a, a place in New York once that made a big fuss over its uh, cheesecake. But well, I, I thought you were going to say over its New Yorkedness. <laughs> Stephen is here, and he will probably tell us something. Hi, Stephen. Yes. I've been actually making notes today, and I have about ten things to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> All I right. did talk to Gregory yesterday, so we're going to get together and go to dinner. Okay. Um, also, ice uh, Briar's ice cream is for sale at Winn Dixie this week. Buy one, get one free. I know you want oh. Tom to only eat Briar's ice cream. It's very good. Uh, That's actually also, good to know. Thank you very much, Stephen. I, I figured, yep. Yeah. Okay. Um I was in Walmart, and I don't normally go to their frozen seafood section, but I happened to. And I noticed they had frozen oysters on the half shell. Who was doing oh, this? I guess. Walmart. Now, Walmart. It, it can frozen be done. oysters. It, yes. it can be okay. done, but it, it, to me it goofs up the uh, the texture of it. Yeah, I, I yeah. tried freezing oysters myself, and I, I don't recommend it. Yeah, okay. Uh, and seafood lasagna. How how would you put oysters or shrimp in a lasagna and cook it for forty five minutes and still have them palatable? Yeah, they're just it falls apart. It's it's. it's I don't I don't think it's so much uh, shrimp. I think it's more of a crab meat thing. Oh okay. I think most seafood lasagna is heavy on the crab meat, and maybe the shrimp is in the sauce that you would get napped over it or something. Yeah. And I had dough at uh, Giorlando's, and I just thought it was great. I don't know how yeah. you ate it all. Giorlando. Oh, um, it's impossible to eat it all. I mean, lasagna yeah. translated into Italian is too much food. That's the name. Yeah. It wasn't lasagna, it was dough. Dope. It was dope. I have a donkey yeah. who gets all that stuff. Oh. Yeah, and there was another, uh, the place out in Kenner in Old Town that doesn't have a liquor license does it's, a um, wonderful dope Gendusa? special. Gendusa? Yeah. We ran into a... him last night at the Pelican Club. Okay. Yeah. yeah it, it, I mean, it's really great, and it's a big hunk of, uh, you know, bigger than a person's hand. Of uh, brisket, I guess. <laughs> and it's good. Do you so, like it better than the G. Orlando's version? Oh, uh, no, I think I like the G. Orlando's version. Do you like Gendusa's? Do you like it? Yeah. Uh, I've had a problem sometimes with their pasta that, you know, you, know, you get the red water with it so they're not straining right. it. 
appropriately uh-huh. in the back, which aggravates me to no end. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, okay. okay, and I mean, you know, we have to, uh, you know, go to whatever Tom says, you know, just like uh, uh, James Beard, you know, now I that wish. James Beard's dead, Tom has taken his his place. <laughs> so, whatever Tom says goes. <laughs> well, I know that's what I always say. <laughs> hey, laugh all you want. All right. We Steven, do every that, day. I, have okay. You, have you gone through your list of ten? Pretty much. So. All right, Stephen. Thank you for calling. Okay. Thank you, Gracie. Bye-bye. Bye. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. Two six zero menu. You are listening to one hundred five point three WWLFM HD two, where all we talk about is food. Yeah, and it sounds good too. It sounds a lot better than any other radio station on the air these days. All you need is to get an HD radio, huh? What are you pointing your finger at? <laughs> I don't know. I keep throwing that to Doug, and you keep talking, so I don't uh-huh. know. If, I don't know if we're gonna. Hello there. Welcome back. It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. It's great to be here with you, talking about food and restaurants and everything. And we'd love to hear from you uh, any way you want to do it. We uh, love all kinds of food, except bad food. And if you've got good food to tell about, uh, everybody would be very happy to hear about it from you. You'd you'd be amazed. Our program is sponsored by New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company. I remember when they first opened up, I thought, you know what, what do we need a big place like that serving hamburgers for? What What is that? Don't we need real food? And then I went there, and I came back with one other comment, and that is, you know, they really need to use a hotter grill for this because I knew at that time that fast food restaurants typically, uh, they were cooking at such low temperature rates that they would come out kind of kind of fluffy and sometimes a little oily. I, and I mentioned this to one of the guys that owned the place, and he said, you know, you might be right. We're not sure, but we're going to try it. So they did try it. And I don't know if it was my doing or not, probably not, but uh, they made that change, and it has been great ever since. And uh, that is true both for the hamburgers, which come out nice and crusty on the outside, but also when you get into the seafood part of it, you know, things like fried uh, catfish and fried, fried oysters and shrimp and all of that, it is all done to order. They're not doing this underneath a heat lamp or anything like that. It wasn't done yesterday. And it's a good combination of all the things that you and I love to eat around in New Orleans, involving more and hotter and better uh, seafood and uh, great hamburgers all the time, too. Uh, There are ten locations around town, and there is also uh, one or two uh, where uh, you can go and and, uh, taste just just how good it can get. Char-grilled oysters. Char-grilled oysters. That's right. That's what I forgot. Yeah. Thank you for picking that up. Ten locations around town. <clears throat> That's the one. New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood. Two six zero six three six eight. Anybody uh, have any? You know, we never talk about those restaurants, the sponsored restaurants that want to, you know, they, they talk about how they're, how they're crackly exteriors of their hamburgers. We are, you know, that, that's something to be 
What do you want to say? Anybody want to talk about New Orleans hamburger? Steven does, but I don't want to hear about that. No, me neither. <laughs> 260 We, we uh, briefly talked about uh, La Riviera. Not, excuse me, not La, La Cuisine. La Cuisine. Do you remember that place? I don't. I only went once or twice. You were a big fan of it when I came oh, into the picture. and I, think, I loved it. Did it end with Katrina? It did. Okay. Yeah. So then... It Let's was see, Katrina would have been half our marriage, the like the halfway point. So, um, so I didn't really go very much before that because you know you pretty much dined by yourself, and I was here with the kids. So, um, I only went occasionally to these restaurants, and I went to La Cuisine maybe once or twice. I'm trying to remember the name of the owner of that, the owner chef. Uh, it's probably it in here. Very, it's it, probably right here uh, in the eat book. So let's have a look and see. Have fun. I tried and I didn't see it, but it's it's probably around somewhere. I'm sure somebody knows Joe who was, was. There were two guys, and they kept swip, uh, uh, switching back and forth uh, between two mm-hmm. restaurants. One of them was this restaurant on Tulane Avenue, about three, four blocks. It was Lee. Was it Lee something? Uh, Lee was his name, but it wasn't L E E. It was. Uh, it'll come to me in a minute. <clears throat> and he was a very experienced restaurateur and, and ran quite a few of them over the years. Uh, Lee? I think it begins with a B, doesn't it? Yeah, something like that. Uh, he was famous for his uh, wine picks and his combinations. There was this terrific chef there uh, who... Uh, Leet Bouillon. <clears throat> Leet Bullion. That's yes. exactly right. Where did you get that? I'm looking at the at the uh, eat book. Oh, good for you. Leet bullion. Right. It, it wasn't spelled exactly like bullion. It little variants in the. But he could cook, and one day, I was uh, in there having lunch, and he sat down with me at at his table at well at my table, and uh, he said, "So you know." Uh, telling everybody it's my birthday I said is it your birthday he said yeah yeah i'm 91 years old oh wow and i said oh come on you're just putting people on turns out he was 91 years old that's and, fantastic and he stayed with them for a long time until katrina came along and then he retired for it for it uh, forever, but I'm glad you reminded me of his name. Wait, Leet Bullion was Leet. 91? L-E-T-E. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 91. <laughs> and he said he was in World War II. How, how much longer did he live? Uh, I don't know. Because uh, that had to have been, he, he, he might have made it past 100. He may have. He was very with it. He, he was not stupid or crazy or... Or pathetic or anything. He was just a great guy. And he ran great, great restaurants. Two six zero six three six eight. You know what, Tom? I'm looking at this yeah. book, the Eat book, and you know realizing what? that this is like a is like a lost restaurants book. I you love know it. What, what else there was as a result of, of things at that restaurant? What's that? A little bit of uh, let's see, what's the word I want to use? It's, I'm afraid to uh, ask. It's uh uh, ooh, what's I'm terrified the, to ask. As you linger uh, longer, I'm terrified yeah, to ask. It, Why don't we take a break and we'll talk about it off yeah, the air? Yeah, Let's do be. that. Uh, you are listening to WWL FM 105.3 HD2. Uh, 
Don't ask me, I won't dance. Don't ask me, I won't dance, madame, with you. Oh, there were people here listening to that. I'm sorry. <laughs> 260 <laughs> Here we are. We love talking about food. We talk about wine and uh, cocktail. Last night, uh, went to the... almost scared me out of my chair. Yeah. Uh, the Pelican Club, which is one of my favorite restaurants. Yes. And uh, it was the time to do it, and there we were. And I asked him for a, a Manhattan, which I is one of my favorite drinks. The more I drink them, the more I like them. So I order one. It comes out. The waiter, uh, I just walk up to him. I said, I, this is the best Manhattan cocktail I think I've ever had. And, and he was pleased to hear that. And I said, I'm going to publish that all over the place. So get get some plenty of uh, uh, some sweet vermouth and some rye whiskey and also some plain old bourbon, and uh, we'll have some fun with this. And it was sure good. It's the food show, 260 Six three six eight. You know what I think of when I think that mm. you're going to order a Manhattan? You'll take Manhattan. I think that's Bronx what I'm about to hear. Staten Island too. And now it's, now it's <laughs> metastasized into something even worse, which is yeah. you do a few lines for the waiter who doesn't really know what to do but stand there. Mm. And then when he thinks it's over, he walks away. But I notice now that you're also going to the bartender to sing it. Yeah, why not? Yeah, they sure. Don't mind. They get yeah. they, they get actual they get the extra action out of that. Yeah. And I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, yesterday I ran into this is not worth talking about. Yeah. Never mind. 2606368. We need we need one or two more people to call so to make I'm a wondering good show while today. we're at the break. I'm wondering if the show has been so Slow. uninteresting, such prattle, that we haven't even inspired any calls besides Stephen, who's going to call anyway. Or okay, if the show has been so mesmerizing that mm. people just can't figure out if they should call to stop mm. our train of thought. I know that's mm. not. I know it's not the second one. Don't worry. I know it's not the second one. Anyway, we can go back to talking about the Pelican Club, though, because that was a good dinner. And uh, the Pelican Club is always wonderful. And we had the culinary, which is, is one of the best culinaries in town. You know what you should have done? Mm. Tell me. I think that you should have gone ahead and ordered the mas. What is it? Masala. The masala, whatever it was that you were looking at. And then masala. the waiter did not get excited about it, and so you ordered the lamb instead. But I think you should have followed your instinct because what you wanted was to try that masala, whatever. Masala? Yeah, there was an Indian dish because, you know, the Hughes oh, oh, that, love yeah. Indian food. Yeah, that that uh, that was a good idea, but uh, the, the why waiter... Didn't you, I know, but why didn't you trust your instinct? Because maybe he just doesn't like Indian food. 
Well, there were other things on the menu that looked uh, very intriguing. So, but uh, I'm I'm gonna go. Yeah, Indian food. I love Indian food. Yeah, I still haven't made it to Saffron Nola. Saffron Nola. Well, go. You you make a reservation. Okay. It's tough. Okay. Sometimes. All right, uh, I'll do that. So I had crab cake yeah. as always. Always lucky. I was of two minds about that. Yeah. It was not the crab cake that I remember the Pelican Club doing. And I'm wondering if it was a special crab cake culinary edition where instead of it just being the crab cake by itself on a plate, if they introduced the very large fried green tomato and the frisee salad... And I'm not a big fried green tomato fan, so I didn't eat the fried green tomato, but the frisee salad was absolutely spectacular. But it was not what I pictured when I ordered it. And that's sometimes really bad, but in this case it wasn't because what I got was really good. But it's just like you have a mental image of something, mm-hmm. and then what shows up at the table is not that. Yeah, well, you know, there are restaurants like that, especially the ones that do a pretty pretty good uh, volume that that can happen a little bit but i don't know but that that restaurant must be perfectly to my taste because i just love going there well let's see you got the lamb uh-huh which you said you were a little uh, disappointed you, in. a little bit and you know what i keep i I'm, I'm gonna have to print out some cards or something uh the chefs of new orleans and america we could go ahead and say uh they believe that to be a fully uh, indoctrinated uh, chef, that they must be able to put things out that are kind of rare in the middle and brown on the outside. Uh, There are a lot of meats that are good that way. I eat steak that way. I eat raw steak. I I eat raw fish. There's a bunch of things that I have no problem eating raw. But I really don't like... Uh, lamb uh, that's been grilled or or broiled uh, such that it it comes out uh, on the rare rare to medium rare side when a a, a, the same exact uh, meats gone a little bit farther are incomparably better and I've noticed that mostly with lamb and also with uh, duck. I find duck to be that way as, as well, especially if it's a big duck. So uh, you chefs out there, you can't automatically assume that everybody likes undercooked uh, food. I mean, well, what, what's undercooked Well, the you? problem is you have to order it the way I order it. I oh, order well, it like sure. this. Well, but you have I that right. Say, so. Well, so do you. I mean, I, I say when I order a steak someplace, I say... Um, I would like you to cook it other. I would like you to cook it more than you are otherwise inclined to. Period. Yeah. And and if it comes back less than that, then I yeah. reiterate that request it does and happen. send it back. It does come up that where I go to a place and I order something uh, along those lines, and and somehow it just. Well, here's what you have to remember. You're paying for it. So you should be able to get get it the way you want it. Get what you want. You know, Mm -hmm. especially at, you know, things like 
lamb prices or, you know, other things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't have that problem because everybody knows I like everything overcooked. You do? For everything? <laughs> I mean, everything completely? Pretty much. Oh. Yeah. Can you think of anything else? I would say can you, but you probably can't. No, I can't. Yeah. No, not off the top of my head like this. Yeah. Anyway, 2606368 is Territory the number. McPhail's, but you know we should have called him for his birthday. What's the matter with me? Hmm. I wonder if we could still try to get that away. It's we have another probably not even in town. He's probably not. Yeah, I mean in town. nobody's in town in the summer in New Orleans. Tori McPhail is the executive chef of Commander's Palace. Super nice guy. Really, really great chef. Restaurant, of course. I hardly needs you. I hardly need to tell you about it. But uh, there it is. What does a chef like that do for their birthday? Uh, leave the building, I would. Yeah, think. I would imagine he's probably yeah, out of it's town. His that day, would be yeah. that would be my guess that he's out of town. They also have that picnic and provisions place. What's oh that place? I don't get that. I, I I've been there twice, and there are people who say they really like it and it's fun with families and all this. But I I keep looking at it and and in some cases I keep ordering it and I wonder. What is this? Well, I thought. What was it for? Thought that about it at first, and I'm warming to it. Although I'm not going to warm to the margarine ever. No. No, I don't think anyone should ever be serving margarine, and certainly not unapologetically. Yeah, I I find that that, um, kind of shocking in 2019. I don't care how delectable. The biscuit slash cornbread is, and it is indeed delectable, but I just find like I can't really focus on how yummy it is if I know that it's been uh, cooked with margarine. Uh Chef Andrea. Speaking of wanting to know. Speaking of Chef Andrea. Hi, Chef Andrea. Hi, darling. Beautiful. How are you, Marion? We're here just waiting for you. Oh, I'm so glad. Thank you. I'm glad to be with you. I always look forward to talk to you and Tom. And uh, what a pleasure to talk about food, my favorite subject, wine, and, of course, much more, as you know. Um, there's something else in music, of course, um, because uh, I love music. And uh, this, uh, the song of the sea, it's so beautiful that, you know, you talk about food, wine, and singing. Unbelievable. can be can be that. And there you go. that. <laughs> So yeah, today we have, uh, as usual, we have three Imagine small plates and a glass of wine. Yeah. And it goes for thirty-three dollars. But don't forget, you know, one thing is I don't know we talked about that. Uh, we have a early sunset menu, three-course yeah. meal for twenty-five dollars. And mm-hmm. as you know, we have uh, in That's a culinary. That's a great deal. Yeah, it's wonderful. You have, you have a wonderful fresh fish, fresh uh, veal. You have a uh, pork, a double pork chop. You have uh, lots of wonderful choices to choose from. You have super salad and you have desserts. And it goes until 6.15. You can't beat that. And uh, then you have three small plates all night long. And, of course, we have some special um, menu items that we do. Like today's Tuesday. And I love American lamb. It's a wonderful lamb shank osobuco, which I enjoy yeah. that. Yeah, it's, I love that. It's one of I guess, favorite, too. You know, it's wonderful. That's from up north it. in England, isn't it? I mean, in in uh, Ireland. Listen to me. Uh, it uh, this is uh, American lamb. No, I was, yeah. I was really thinking of like uh, north part of Italy. That uh, northern part that. of Italy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, Abruzzi, Abruzzi, uh, wonderful 
there's a lot of uh, wonderful lamb there that we do dishes there. Uh, and Bruce and Melissa is a really a nice region of Italy that we feature sometimes for the regional menu, and uh, really a great, great dish. But this is a wonderful, uh, also uh, in Tuscany, there's a wonderful lamb there. Um, some many, A lot of people don't realize that Italy's got some great, great meat, beef, and veal, of course, you know, the, um, and then, of course, the lamb, and much more. You know, we have a really nice variety uh, besides uh, many other things. But there's a wonderful lamb. I love uh, braising orange juice very slowly with all kinds of vegetables, and then I served a uh, choice. You know, you can have uh, garlic mashed potato, you can have angelia, all you can have fettuccine, you can have pappardelle. So a really uh, a wonderful dish. But uh, this, I really enjoyed that. But also we have some fresh mai mai, which I love. Mai mai. Mai mai. I love mai mai. This is my, one of my cousins. I enjoy that you know, very much. We, was... we don't we don't see that fish around too much anymore. It used to be very common. It is very yeah. easily uh, cooked, when, seared, cooked, seared, and also it's renewable. Yeah, uh, very and then, yeah, it's, and, yeah, it's uh, true. The, the more uh, uh, of those fish are grown in the uh, uh, Gulf of Mexico and the Caribbean than we sell and eat. So it's yes. it's going to last a long time. It's true. And also, Tom, have your favorite, uh, the king of the sea, oh. the pampano, yeah. The king Love. of the sea. The king Somebody, of the sea. Another kook who's calling it that, huh? No, you. <laughs> <laughs> I love Papano. And then I have the Queen of the Sea, which is a Dover Sobia. People from all over the world come here. And I uh, just kind of compliment them today at lunchtime. The gentleman says, My favorite, favorite fish. I love the way you cook it. Dover Sobia. People from the French Quarter come here. They have a Dover Sobia. People all over the country. Really wonderful. It's another wonderful, healthy fish. And then I have a Uten Sea Scalp. This is a huge uh, Uten Sea Scalp with a saffron. Risotto, yeah. arboya rice with saffron. I love that. It's one of my favorite dishes, too. These are some of the special this evening, and I'd like to share with you and your listener. And please come and join us. Uh, it's a raining. Actually, it's uh, raining. Come underneath the uh, acache, and uh, we're going to park the car for you. If you don't, don't get wet, you know, we have an umbrella, yeah, of course. How's, how's, how is the rain over there today? It's been really it's ferocious rain. It was drizzling just a minute ago, um, uh, pouring down downtown, but... Uh, Here's a dress a little bit, but it's been raining. So if in case you're raining, you want to come right in front of the restaurant, and we're going to park for you. Yeah, get, I, I can away. see the waiters now saying, wow, would you look at that idiot out on the sidewalk? <laughs> <laughs> no, I parked the car for the guests. Yeah. I did the no, no, they're very time. nice about that. You, you, Absolutely, uh, we do. You know, you don't talk about this too much, but I know that if, if someone comes to you and says, we have eight people who are going to dinner, do you think you could uh, find us a limo? And the next thing you know, Chef Andrea will have a, a limo for you. Yes, we do. We have a pickup tonight. We have uh, six yeah. people tonight. They come for dinner. We pick them up. And, uh, of course, complimentary, we'll bring it back. Huh. And uh, it's well, enjoyable. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's, that's mighty nice of you to bring back the, uh, the limo car. <laughs> uh, absolutely. That's good. Yeah, time we yeah. do that. You know, it's like uh, yeah. a wonderful an extra mile for our guests. That we enjoyed in a few years. I always, I said, yeah. my home is your home. Wait, and I mean, my home is your home. Yes. Thank you. Glad to be with you. Miran, Tom, love to have you. Always a pleasure. This is Andrea. And the phone number is 834-583. Molte grazie. Ciao. Arrivederci a tutti. Ciao, Bella. Arrivederci. Uh, all of Ciao. Those.
Have a good evening, Andrea. You know, he was talking about um, he was talking about mahi mahi and mahi, mahi. all those fish, and I was thinking about the uh, chapino that uh, Pete Kusiv made at the lake house over the weekend, which Wait, was who? absolutely scrumptious. Oh, I missed this. Pete. Kusiv oh, at Lake House, who's one of the good ones, one of the really good chefs, um, had a uh, brought you out a chapino. And I don't normally eat such things, but this was really good. It was kind of a paella. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess they're really related, but it was a brothy stew, but he had a lot of rice in it, too. Hmm. And it was it was really good. I mean, I couldn't stop eating it. Well, that's what we do this uh, show to look for, is to find out things like that that nobody knows about yet. Yeah, there so. were clams in it. No, there were mussels in it. Mussels, I'll, crab. Mussels uh, this year have been wonderful, really big, really meaty. Unless you pick up the first two and it's just like a, a paste that's stuck to the inside, don't get those. But if they're nice and meaty... You can eat like 20, 30, 40, 50. I don't know what my, my limit is. I love them. Mussels. Do you like mussels? I'm not even sure I've ever had a mussel. No? Well, do you like oysters? No, not really. You don't like I o- mean, I, I eat oysters. I do. Yeah. I eat them. I eat them uh, char-grilled, and I eat them fried, but I never eat a lot of oysters. I, I have sort of a... Maybe a five oyster limit. Hmm. So I can't say that I do. And, and I don't think that I would bother with the trouble to eat mussels, mm-hmm. which do seem kind of a lot of trouble. Uh, it seems like a lot of trouble, but it's a lot of trouble in the same way that eating uh, crab meat fingers. You know. Uh, uh, see, now, I, I love crab fingers, and I do go through that trouble because I really like them. I mean, I like crab anything pretty much. I used to, I used to pick crabs, and sometimes I do yeah. just for the nostalgia of it. Like, I'll go to Mandeville Seafood, which is a great seafood market, and I'll get their salmon. And I'll sometimes, while I'm standing there waiting for them to cut the salmon, I will see behind the person that there are boiled crabs. And they're called, what are the ones that are, they're not really big enough to, to sell, it's not a she crab, no, that's not it. Um, it, it they're, they're crabs that are sort of not as good as, they're not fat. What do they call those mm. crabs? The ones that are not fat, and so they're really Skinny. cheap. Skinny. <laughs> There's a name for them, and and they and they charge much less for them. Like you can get them for like a dollar or a dollar fifty a piece. And mm. so I'll say, oh, you know what? Let me just do that just for the fun of it. And so it's really not all that much fun to pick crabs, like not really at all. But I do I do like to eat crabs like that sometimes. I like to pick them myself and eat them. It reminds me, it's its a very nostalgic thing. It reminds me of crabbing when I was a kid. Yeah, well, that, that still goes on a lot in some parts of the world. Does it really? Because I don't really see many people doing it. And, no. and maybe it's that I'm not looking for it. But I know that that was something, I won't say we did it a lot, but it was sort of part of my growing up experience, too. Where would that have been? Um, on Bayou 
St. John, maybe? Does that oh, make yeah. sense? And they had right no by the lake where it yeah, empties exactly into the lake. It... By those bridges at Robert E. Lee uh-huh. around there. Yeah. yeah. Right there. Hmm. Who would have guessed? Yeah. That that would have seemed uh, different. What, that that I would do that or that well, anybody would do that? That you don't see those, you know, too much in uh, City, uh, no, you don't. And, you don't. And, but that was, we're talking a long time ago, yeah. you know? I mean, I was a kid, so we're talking a long time ago. And I think that people did that a little bit more. I never see that now. I mean, I never see it. But then, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I did as a kid that I don't see too much. When we yeah, were out ain't at, it a good thing that that's true? Well, no, not really, because it's funny. You, you know, there's a sort of a... A, a socioeconomic thing ascribed to certain things. Like, I remember when I was a kid, I we used to go to the park and feed the ducks, and then I oh, sure. I dated fun. this guy from Beverly Hills, and he was stunned to hear me say that. He said, "What do you mean you fed the ducks?" I said, "We'd go to the park and feed the ducks." But that's the kind of thing that people at certain levels on the socioeconomic chain don't ever have experiences like that. Like when we were there at the park when Jude was here, we took the train and we saw families out there barbecuing, you know, large groups of families. So that's something I did when I was growing up with a big family, but I haven't done it since. So it's different. Anyway, most bizarre show today. I'd say so. Uh, not one of our greatest ones, but no, definitely you, not. You you can't expect no. The, the they whole come and thing. they go. They come and they go. And anyway, I, this I one's to, going. Yeah, this and, one's going. Have a wonderful evening. Still. Talk to you tomorrow. WWL FM 105.3 HD2. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.